Okay, we are live. Episode 45, we're getting there. I've got this new little light here. I can't tell. I mean, you know, from four to five, I'm picking it up on the good look spectrum. Not really. Uh, Brooke Riva from Good Milk. James Grissom from F5 Supply Chain Partners. We get right into it. Brooke, we're talking milk, but I think we're talking plant-based. Uh, give us when it was started and what is the story? Yeah, so we started, we, you know, I say we officially launched as a business in 2018, February 2018. I kind of had the kickoff at the farmer's market and some small stuff a little bit before that, um, but we are a plant-based milk business and we're doing a little bit, it a little bit different than anyone else. You know, we are basically putting out this scalable homemade quality product that's never been done before. So limited processing, taste fresh, taste like homemade, and in a really unique format. And how do you do that? When we talk homemade, somebody's picturing it, or are they putting something together, or are you doing it, or are they doing it? Describe that a little bit. Yeah, great question. So we have two format, formats. Our frozen format literally comes in a frozen concentrate. You thought, add some water, put it in a cute little good milk bottle or a mason jar, give it a shake, and you have fresh homemade milk. And then we have our powdered format that you just add like you would a powdered creamer to your coffee or tea, whatever, and mix it in. That is interesting. Uh, are these coming? So like you said, they're in packets to, uh, we'll get into direct to consumer, but um, I assume then you can ship maybe five, six, seven of these in a packet of some sort. Get, describe that a bit. Exactly. So we, you know, because of COVID, we've really leaned into direct to consumer and our biggest offering is a six pack and that's kind of the spot. We did just a week ago launch two packs. So that's kind of our answer to a trial size. You can try it at a lower cart value, um, but then the six pack is the real value. And what does one pack make up? Is it 12 ounces or what, what's that? 32 ounces, so a whole quart of milk. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, give us a price, just again, so we can visualize this. Is, is uh, how much per packet? Yeah, so it ranges if you're a subscriber, if you're buying, you know, just one one off, if you are buying from the store, but around eight ninety nine um, a quart. Okay, eight ninety nine a quart. Um, it comes dry in some in some ways. It comes from, for the six packs we're talking comes frozen, so it shows up in a cooler box to your house with dry ice. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. If those who are doing direct-to-consumer anything <laughs> frozen, right? If you're talking about that, you're talking about ice cream, there is a whole shebang to that. Shebang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where we trademarked done. Um, so as far as where this could potentially live in store, let's move away from, I might circle back to direct-to-consumer, but um, is this in any retailers yet? And if so, where does it live? We are in Erwan, no surprise, being an LA brand, and we're, we're talking to a bunch of grocery stores now, um, but grocers, grocery buyers seem to be really excited to upgrade the frozen section, and there's a lot of innovation happening in frozen. Kind of where we think our current sweet spot is without any other innovation would be in the you know frozen fruit kind of smoothie section. Um, it's in you know, no-brainer added into your smoothie. Um, and then the creamer, the powder in the coffee section. Is there anything like this? Let's talk about that frozen piece. Is there anything like this on the market right now? No, um, you know, which is amazing and also makes it, it pre presents its own challenges. Yeah, you're, you're creating a new category, um, which is, it's difficult. I'm sure you would, um, 
you would confirm that. Uh, and then there's going to be an educational piece. Where did this come from? Where, where, where did the idea come from? And how did you execute on it in terms of testing it? Was this inside your kitchen? Well, I'll give you the short version, um, but a lot of it stems from my own wellness journey. Being really sick, thought I was doing something good for myself by eating plant-based, found a lot of it's processed and full of junk. And I'm sure similar to you and your products, we looked around the market and was like, this is it. <laughs> like, There has to be something better. Um, and I had started making homemade milk for myself. If you've ever had homemade almond milk or homemade oat milk versus store-bought stuff, it's incredibly different in all the good ways. And so, you know, put in the hard work to figure out how do we create this homemade product, but then scale it to get it to people. Huh. Uh, yes, it's usually a self-serving thing at first, and it should be, because that's where the passion play comes from. If you're starting something, do it for yourself first, because you're going to need all that passion, everything to get through all the ups and downs, because there's a lot more downs than there are ups. And the only way you can do that is by it being something inside of you. Like there's gotta be a big, big, big why. Um, as far as where this could go and as far as uh, uh, sort of finding the consumer, who is it? Like low hanging, does it look like you, somebody who's on the journey or finding the journey or do you go specifically to, to a consumer? I think someone, you, you nailed it, someone who's on the journey, understanding the journey. We've really had a lot of success um, launching in coffee shops first because the product tastes so different, so delicious that once people taste it, they don't need to be educated on all the other pieces. They just want it because it tastes so good and gives them such a different experience. So that's been really fun for us. Um, but in the direct-to-consumer world, we're educating about the quality difference, the ingredient difference, the, you know, we have six times the protein, six times the actual real food ingredients. Um, so those are things that resonate with pretty much anyone who's already onto alt milk um, and allow us to really stand out. I'm big on protein. I'm big on balanced nutrition. I talk about that all the time. I'm big on balance. Balance in life, folks. That's what you need. Um, let's describe the protein note that you did uh, or that you just said. You said there's six times more. Why? Uh, give us the ingredient breakdown. It's really simple. Um, when you, we'll just take our almond milk, for example. When you buy um, a store-bought almond milk, even that brand that you think is a better for you brand, um, you look at the back of the package and there's one gram of protein. That means per cup, they're using one to three almonds in their almond milk. We use six times the almonds, um, six times the real food. So that just means there's six times the protein, six times the nutrition. I like that a lot. And you are correct. We have um, a plant-based milk in our fridge uh, and I always wondered why it was lower than what I would uh, anticipate it to be. Um, so there's the answer. Um, as far as uh, next phases, so you're working on some direct-to-consumer now, which is always a challenge too, especially again, you've got to educate. And, and I like that actually. I like the piece of educating through direct-to-consumer because you can own the message, right? And then yeah. you can do some... Um, product fits like you can really test where and who is attracted to let's say the ad the language the email drop you might have given who, who's responding to it what does that look like right now are you, is that where your focus is yeah so our focus you know when before COVID hit b2b was going to be a huge focus for us we had big plans to expand with a lot of partners in pretty much every major city in the u.s 
Um, now that we are in a different time, direct-to-consumer has been kind of our bread and butter, and we saw those coffee shop customers come and to buy us online right away. So that's been a really fun channel to play in, get the message out. Just like you said, it's so fun to see the things that I care about resonating directly with our customers. Um, but grocery, we want to be accessible to everyone. So grocery is the future of the business. Um, we're just taking our time and being really smart about getting there. I like that. Uh, and it's a good strategy. I still, uh, even before COVID, I still like the strategy for you guys to be in direct. Um, Adam, shout out, hook him up. Uh, uh, I, I got referred, this will be something else. Um, uh, because again, you all, you know, you're creating a category, you got to communicate a certain way, you got to use different words and descriptions and images so that somebody like myself, I, I, am, I could be a consumer, right? Um, I get it, you know, right away, and so, you know, and then I test it. I, I buy and I say, okay, did I like this better than X? Um, did I like the way it came? Did I like doing, putting it into the bottle and all those different things? Because there is going to be a consumer out there. And then from there, you play that into your retail strategy. You also have a lot of ammo in terms of information that you could be providing the, the buyer. So yeah. that's just my own, my own take. Oftentimes it's worth, the, like I say, two pennies. I rub them together. It's just how it is, folks. Um, let's <laughs> talk fundraising. Do you uh, have, uh, did you put personal money in? You don't, we don't have to talk details, but is it personal money? Did you fundraise a bit, friends and family? And, and is that how you've been able to at least um, uh, continue on the journey? So it's been an interesting journey for me. Like I said, when I started, I kind of started small time in the farmer's market. And that was just like $2,000 that I had that kind of kicked off the equipment, the bottles. Um, and we were profitable by the end of the first month. And so I used that to start to expand, to start to get customers. And we, I just thought that's how you run a business. You have to be profitable. Um, when we had this idea for scaling, once we had about you know, 30 or 40 B2B partners under our belt, I said, okay, I need to figure out how to scale this. Came up with the frozen idea and that's the first time we raised. Um, and we, we did do that friends and family round. They, they weren't my friends or my family. Um, um, but we did that round and then we've raised from some smaller VCs and some angels since then. That's a, a nice uh, road. And you heard that first. She said she was at the farmer's market and made a profit and thought that's the way the business is supposed to be. It is. It is the way. <laughs> Profits. Yes. Um, it's such a tough business. I talk about it all the time. You need a lot of cash in this business. Food and beverage is expensive. Um, but I will say, don't lose sight of the objectivity of profitability, of building a real business that's built on the idea of profits and or having laser focus on how you're going to get there. The idea of capital raising and all those, you know, those headlines that you hear, that's a very small, minute piece of, of this business. The majority of, of founders like ourselves were struggling. It's difficult. And don't get enamored by those big numbers. Stay focused on the core pieces of the business that's going to get you a, a clear line to profitability. So I, I liked what you were saying there. Um, what's the next 12 months, Brooke? Uh, what does the business look like? 12 months from now, we're talking September 2021. 
Kids are back at school. They're excited. Everybody's, anyway, sorry. I can't wait for September 2021. Um, I'm really excited to get out of 2020. Um, you know, we, Omnichannel has always been kind of our long-term plan, like I said, and we still have a ton of plans that are on hold with our B2B partners. So really excited for COVID to lift, um, deploy on those plans. We're talking to some really cool hotel groups with our single serve um, packets, some really cool coffee shops, restaurants. So really expanding B2B and direct to consumer um and before we fully dive into grocery but we'll be testing some grocery by then absolutely um and hope to have some really solid partnerships um but b2b and direct to consumer will be our leading channels for a bit nicely done brooke sharp fast articulate i love everything about that i put your info up there people got to check it out uh, after the show uh, i appreciate having you on uh hang out here with us james we're talking logistics. I got, I yep. get it all. I get a lot of it. You can imagine. And I shout out Mike. Uh, we've got a pretty cool partner ourselves and it, we've gone through some iterations. We've always had some really cool partners, but give us your take at F5. What, what's the, uh, what's your, what's your platform there? Well, thank, thanks. First of all, thanks. I love your energy on this and I love the podcast. Um, one of the things that we're, we looked at as five seasoned veterans. My, my kids like to say that you're old, Dad. I, I like the word seasoned better than old. But, um, but what we found is we've been in the packaging industry, there's five of us, for a long time. And um, we've identified what we think is a gap in, in today's world from a supply chain perspective. We always represented um, big companies, small companies. But basically, we're selling one, one dimension of the packaging needs. And what we found a lot of times is for small business owners like yourselves, and we may come in and say, you know what, I'm, I'm here, I'm selling, I'm selling a flexible pouch or I'm selling a folding carton. And you may say, well, you know what, I don't have a need for that. Um, what I have a need for is, is uh, you know, displays. I just got in, got a chance to get into, uh, into Walmart, just got a chance to get into uh, to a retail environment. And so what we've, we've come together is, is said, basically, instead of going out and trying to sell what it is that we make, we want to really be a consultative, have a consultative approach. And um, so therefore, we've pulled together a network of, um, of customer, of suppliers that have met certain criteria that we've vetted. And we just launched a company in July. It took us uh, a while to get the right supplier mix. We have a lot of relationships, both in um, consumer packaged goods, food companies, and the and the, but the but the really real was to find the the right group of suppliers that we felt like could form a network that would offer value. And in doing that, um, we have we our, our criteria is they have to be a privately held company because we want to deal with decision makers. We don't want to have to waste time and. Um, and mess around with, with trying to get a decision made. We, we also felt like privately held companies were gonna be more responsive. Um, and that's what, in today's world, when you look at what's going on around us right now, the ability to respond quickly and change directions on a dime is really important. And um, so to do that, we had to have the right ownership level and the right um, command, the right level of, of attention to what our customers are gonna need. Um, we also had to find best in class. People had to be the best at what they do. And um, from an innovation standpoint, uh, we are looking at people that, that are going to bring 
different types of packaging. And, and for us, the, cre the key part of that is going to be sustainable materials. Um, in today's world, we have to bring forth uh, things that are going to be good for the environment. So we have partnered with companies that are either 100% um, recycled fiber based or have a high recycle content or recyclability. I mean, in some cases, you can't necessarily have it all, but, uh, but we do feel like that there are companies out there that are doing things the right way. There's also certain things in the supply chain as well that are important, which is geographic location. Um, you can save from a carbon footprint standpoint. There's no reason to ship packaging uh, just because I have a plant in uh, New Jersey to ship packaging all the way to California. It just, even if it's cost effective versus what the other options are, it's still not the, the way that we want to go in the long term. We don't think that that's helping the environment from that perspective. So we're looking at, we combined all those things together and we have a uh, network of eight suppliers right now that range a full gamut from folding cartons to, um, to flexible pouches, laminated, shrink films. We have um, corrugated um, and also displays. So for instance, um, as you move down your path, and, I, and Brooke, I, I love listening to those kind of stories because we started this thing from scratch. Uh, this, is our, our, this is my second company from scratch. And um, you do have to have that, that joy and you do have to make a profit. I mean, that's, uh, I, I, love that, I love that side of it. So, but our, as we get, as we go through this journey on this side, I mean, we're um, looking at uh, offering, as you said, I'm going to steal your line, the whole shebang. Um, but we do, we do offer end-to-end -end services um, all the way through. And we have uh, many, many years of experience on this side. So as you, as we look at our customers and they evolve in their needs, as they get going, they have, they may have a retail package and then the then retail comes, you have a primary package and then retail comes and says, you know what, I don't want that package. I want something that looks a little bit different. Or by the way, I want to have it in a display. Um, and to do that, I want you to do a 50 store test. These are all things that we have the capability to go to. And we're representing these companies, uh, not as a broker, but as a manufacturer's rep in the sense that we are, we are either have become their sales force or we're augmenting their sales force. So they're paying us just like they would if, if we were employed by them. So there's no double markups or anything, which you can't afford in today's world. That's, that just doesn't exist. Um, so that's kind of, um, cool. you know, Mark, that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. And uh, pa Package, boxes, foil, cartons, James Info. Uh, yep. He's got it all, got it all. Uh, Brooke, <laughs> check out Good Milk. Uh, all your info is going to be up there. I appreciate having both of you on. Be yep. well, be happy, be healthy. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.